Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to Wrestle Culture. If there's something strange in your wrestling ring, who are you going to call? The wrestlers. <laughs> if there's something weird and they don't work good, who are you going to call? The wrestlers. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture. I don't know you think maybe, hang on a second, that's a bit phoned in for the opening song Just a bit. of Wrestle Culture. <laughs> but i got to say, I am full. Exhausted right now, <laughs> and I'm not the only one. Phil Chambers, we'll talk all about that in a second. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a good quiz, of course, on. Wrestleculture, as I said, though, joined by Phil Chambers, hopefully soon to be joined by Adam Cleary. He is busy putting the finishing touches. There's a, a deadline and all that for the books that we have coming out. Not only have we updated our 505 wrestling matches to see before you die to now 606, but also Michael Sidrick has a brilliant new book coming out all about AEW and the rise of that fantastic promotion. If you want to read all about it uh, and get it in time for Christmas, you can pre-order both of those books now, and you can also pre-order a or reprint of Sidger's old book all about NXT development hell, it's called. In fact, you can get the Sidgwick bundle with both the NXT and the AEW book. They're available now at whatculture.bigcartel.com. Com. Go I've heard the front them. cover of that AW book is marvelous. Have, so <laughs> have I, and I've been sitting next to you in the office. Now, I should explain why we are quite so tired this yeah. week. It's been a you know, hectic week of wrestling, but it's always pretty hectic in the world of wrestling. But this week, Phil Chambers was a fantastic and also slightly exhausting day in the What Culture Office on Wednesday. We did a whole day, and when I say whole day, I mean... 9 a.m., 8 a.m. probably, till about 6 p.m. Yeah. Shooting wall-to-wall quizzes. Yeah. It's, yeah. I'm not going to, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say, so I'm not going to say too much more, but you have been working all week on this. Cleary has exhausted himself hosting a whole load of them, and I was doing some bits and bobs as well. And I've got to tell you, I'm running on fumes right about now. Yeah, me too. This has been a long time coming. It's kind of kind of got thrown together at the last minute and then like building sets and things for it it's a lot let's oh, say yeah, this like if you like quizzes my word stay tuned to every channel we do because there's gonna be a lot of yeah. quizzes and coming. if you're thinking like oh yeah i've seen them do the zoom quizzes and stuff like that yeah. nope. not like that not oh yeah all. but i've seen the quizzes where they're sat in the office in the old office when yeah. we just had the buzzers on the tables oh brother the last ones that we had like the big last presenter standing ones like that's the sort of Icing on the cake. Of that's the tip of the iceberg. That's the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. That's what I was going for. Uh, and it, yeah, there's so much more, and it's all coming. And even today, there's going to be more quizzes next week. And we've been planning thing. We've been planning something today that we've been wanting to do for a long, long them? time. Can we tell them. Yeah, why not? It's wrestle culture. Yeah, cares? this is where the big exclusives yeah. come out. We can announce right now, exclusively here on Wrestle Culture, the return of wrestling catchphrase. Yay! Yay. Yes, a second edition of Wrestling Catchphrase 2.0. The, the <laughs> best thing we've ever produced since we started working at What Culture. 
Yeah. We're doing it again. And yes, before you ask, of course, Simon Miller's going to be involved <laughs> again. Not of stupid. Course. So that's coming. There's more. There's, if you like, a little a little dot show that used to be on in the UK or something might be coming about that too. Basically, there's a lot and it was a... Massive day filming, but not even that. A massive day planning, and then afterwards clearing up, and then everything. Like basically, I've hardly watched any wrestling this week. Yeah. I've ba- barely edited a video this week, let alone watched wrestling. I was going to say, if you're thinking, oh, I do hope they talk about that finish to Dynamite. It's quite divisive. Adam Cole, Ad, uh, Adam Cole, Hangman Page, even uh, Adam Page dressed as the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And what did Phil Chambers think of all that? You haven't had a chance to watch it, have you? No, I've seen GIFs on, twi- on Twitter. Well, I'll tell you. I'll just tell you what you should think about <laughs> it because that's apparently what happens with wrestling fans <laughs> online nowadays. It's great. Do you want to know why it's great? Why? Because, and I mentioned this on the review of AW Dynamite, it pays homage to the greatest film franchise of all time and arguably one of the best films in that film franchise, Mission Impossible <laughs> 2. Hear me talking more about it or ranting more about it. Go and listen to the Dynamite review. But there are some things that you do know about, particularly yes. something that happened on last week's SmackDown. You obviously covered it on the news on Saturday with Gareth. This nuclear heat that's not going away every single day. It's felt like this week me and Andy have been talking about it on the news. This nuclear heat surrounding Charlotte Flair. And the catalyst for this was something just dumb on WWE's behalf, wasn't it? The belt yeah. exchange last Friday. Yeah, like all this kicked off, like it started trickling out on Saturday, the news about this, um, because me and Gareth covered it on the news on the Saturday. Um, And at that point in time, it was this stupid thing had happened on SmackDown, obviously. Pissed everyone off. Yeah, no one wanted to do that belt swap in the first place, obviously. And so like everyone kind of threw a bit of a huff about it. And then in the process of that, the segment that they wanted to skip or change and ended up having to go out as it was. They then went to bat for themselves and then the belt got thrown on the floor and then Becky was chucking belts at Charlotte. And (laughs) basically it was awful and it like diminished the titles for both people and should never have been planned in the first place. But back then on Saturday, everyone was kind of still on Charlotte's side with this because she was the one that was like saying uh, that this segment sucks. You're going to like diminish my title reign and things. She actually, I heard... I think Hamlet told me, or maybe Andy, to be fair, uh, said that apparently she was campaigning to drop the title to Bianca Belair in that yeah. match that had no finish on Raw a yeah. while back. To actually get something proper with the swaps. Yeah. But then more and more started trickling out about this, yeah, and I, we heard more as the week went on. All, all I can glean from this... changed. Yeah, say. allegedly, you know, this has been the straw that's broke the camel's back in terms of people coming out and saying she's getting a bit ideas above her station. She's getting a bit egotistical. She maybe even is protecting her spot, which is, you know, to a certain extent, fair enough. Although if you're Charlotte Mm -hmm. Flair, you don't really, they ain't (laughs) going to put you in the 24-7 championship division anytime (laughs) soon. Uh, And just people saying she may be a little bit difficult to work with. She's subsequently today, for example, been pulled from any media calls or media appearances. Um, It's an intriguing position as well for WWE to be in, Phil, because, you know, a lot of people, if the news comes out that they are tough to work with or just not, you know, compromising and just very, very sort of old school Hogan, WCW, oh, that does not going to work for me, brother, sort of thing. Yeah. That WWE would probably go, oh, well, fair enough. Thankfully, we've got another 20 talented women in the female division. But particularly right now, they can't really afford to do anything, especially not release her or fire her or do anything like that, can they? Yeah, they have put way too many eggs in the Charlotte basket, and now they're about to fall over and smash them all over their face <laughs> if they do anything to her at this point. So it's like, how do you punish someone for doing this? Because the more you annoy her, the more likely it is that she's just going to bug her off and she'll get snapped up by AEW in yeah. a second. Andrade's like, <laughs> oh, tough day at work, was it, love? <laughs> um so, yeah, they're, they've painted themselves into a corner that's a really tough position for the company. But, I mean, it's not like they haven't been in this position with top guys before. No. Like uh, Austin, when he was having his issues with the company, like everyone at the very tippy top ends up getting maybe a little bit burnt out or something, and then something happens. And um, But I don't know. It just feels like there's a little bit more to this one. Just with people coming out saying they don't really want to work with mm, her, that's yeah. the position. Like, being difficult backstage and then getting the job done when you're actually out there. Because we always thing. said she has the best matches of many people's careers in WWE. Yeah, always. But it's like, 
you can have as many arguments as you want with the bosses backstage, so long as when you do go out there, yeah. you still actually get the job done. And looking at things like what happened with the Nia Jax match and what happened with this Becky Charlotte belt, belt swap thing. Sonya did all wanted to fight her backstage. <laughs> yeah, and just and people back saying Sonya things in that like that. Position. And like people saying that Becky's an absolute hero for finally actually standing up to her and like having enough of her stuff. It's like, that's the position that you really don't want to be in because... <laughs> That, ch- that changes absolutely everything, and it's. I'd be very interested to see what happens from here on out because she's the champion on their hottest brand that makes them the most amount of money and gets them the highest ratings. I'm astonished that they haven't, I mean, at the time of recording, announced anything on SmackDown tonight about her addressing the controversy or something like that because that'd get eyes and clicks regardless, yeah. wouldn't it? As far as I'm aware, they've announced nothing for this. SmackDown. She buys into this on TV and says, yes, I am too good for all you people. Like, oh, this is fine. Then Sasha could be the saviour. I know. Really easy to turn this into a massive, massive angle. And I guess as well, like, you can, if, like, they could play this off really, really well and build to even Charlotte versus Becky at Survivor Series or something like mm-hmm. that because you've instantly got the connection there that, and they love the brand warfare stuff and this is an actual personal battle that could go down and make sense for a brand warfare thing. If Becky actually wants to work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing. And if Becky still has the title, of course, she's defending it against Bianca Belair on Raw next week. We'll talk more about Raw in a bit, but uh, WWE, not the only company struggling at the moment, and we'll get to the, you know, hardest hit one in a second as well, Phil. Let's talk about AEW. A uh, big report today, I think from Dave Meltzer, saying lots and lots, direct quote, uh, of people walked out during AW Rampage this week. Uh, of course, AW Rampage goes down tonight. If you wanted to get a big preview ahead of that, then the AW Rampage preview is available when me and Hamlet also discuss this issue. It's sort of a, a thing that AW's had a problem with for a while and still hasn't really worked out how to resolve it. You go to a Dynamite live show... And beforehand, you've got elevation tapings, which can go one to maybe even two hours. Then you've got Dynamite. And then, after a little break, you've then got Rampage getting taped. And because of the unique way that uh, the show has to be structured, i.e. because it's on at 10 p.m. on a Friday night and you want to put the big stuff first rather than make people stick around for it, mm-hmm. I think the issue was, particularly this week, people came or stuck around, I should say, for Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson in the uh, Eliminator tournament. That happened, and people went, bye. It's worrying this, isn't it? Aside from maybe going live with Rampage around the country, you don't really see any other solution to this. Yeah, it is quite a difficult one, because, I mean, it's not even a new problem in terms of wrestling. Companies have had this for ages and ages. Like, 205 Live was always taped after SmackDown. Why they taped it after SmackDown, I have no idea. I remember going to a SmackDown thing in, in London, and... I think it was just before I started working for What Culture, and uh, watched the show. It was very much, I think, a, like a post WrestleMania heading towards backlash. It was, yeah. I can tell you, actually. Now I remember because the way that they kept us behind was right. That's SmackDown. Thanks for coming, guys. But uh, stick around, and you'll get to see Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle. And we'd yeah. not seen him at that point. He was going to have like a you know dark match with Dolph Ziggler, so we had to sit through you know. Some entertaining wrestling on 205 yeah, Live, yeah. but not something I would have stuck around for had I not been promised a Nakamura match. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, even then, like, throwing desperate things at the end of that card, just like, please, please, just stick around to the end of the... <laughs> Pretend so you're people. interested, at least. It's, it's not a new problem, and AEW have long had an, a bit of an issue with long shows and crowds getting a little bit tired. And, well, I mean, we did Defiant shows that were tapings of, like, four episodes of Loaded yeah. uh, that was, like, that was, like, ended up being sort of four and a half, almost five-hour shows... And, like, even that, like, on a much smaller scale, obviously, but you could feel it, like, physically in the in the place, in the mm. venue, that the crowd was losing it towards the end. And it's just, it just happens. Like, crowds can only be hot for so long. They're going to get a bit tired, especially if, like, getting towards the end of the night and they're thinking they might beat the traffic out and stuff. Exactly. That's another law to get people out if there's nothing there to make them stick around. So it's a difficult one that they're going to have to figure out, I guess. Do you think they're just going to bite the bullet eventually and start putting Rampage live and then maybe saying we'll do... You know, an hour of dark elevation taping beforehand. And that was literally what I was just going to say, because obviously Rampage is an hour-long show, so you can't just tour that. That's, <laughs> that's a bit <laughs> well, of a joke. Well, thanks for coming. What? I just need to half the thing. But if they can shuffle around the dark elevation tapings and do that before, like maybe they can keep turn it into a secondary touring thing, but then what that does to their budgets, like who the hell knows, that might completely change their ticket sales strategies and things. It's, it's a tough one, but they're going to have to figure it out. At least sort of dark, they moved into was it Universal Studios? Mm. Or yeah, I think it? so. 
Um, so they've got that one covered. So they managed to move that one off the dynamite tapings. But it's the more content they want to do, the more they're going to have to figure out this because p- just people just don't want to stick around for five hours to watch a wrestling show. No, I, I like think WrestleMania is like it, like even WrestleMania. D- by the end of it, people are knackered and they're not going to pop. I um I think it's very interesting as well that people on the on Twitter questions are still saying, "Should we get another AEW show?" Because their roster is getting bigger and bigger and bigger <laughs> now. And you're like. Brother, they've barely got time to do them. what they're doing now, let alone hoying another show on there. It's just going to be intriguing to see how that changes from you know, Dark being the developmental brand, Dark Elevation being sort of the one step up from that. Yeah, Rampage is a bit of the B-show. Hamlet said this today on our Rampage preview, and I think it's a fair assessment, you know. Um, they do put big things on there, but it is big thing, and then a couple yeah, of other things. Like, off, I love Britt Baker. Yeah. And her versus Abaddon, particularly around this time of year, makes a lot of sense. But I think if if it, if I was staying up to watch it, for example, I don't know whether I would. Yeah. And or you know, just say oh, I'll just catch up what happened on the YouTube channel with with Matt Seidel and uh, uh, what's his name? I've completely forgotten his name. Um, you know the the feud that they've got. My brain's shouting, shouting Malachi Black at me here. But you know what I mean by that yeah, in yeah, terms yeah. of. Uh, I don't know if there's t- as many incentives as when you watch Dynamite to be like, oh my God, they've got a punk match and the Dark Order versus the Elite and all the other stuff as well. Yeah, definitely. And I think they've... Dante Martin! It go. was coming back to me. They've tried a bit with Rampage in terms of adjusting the sort of schedule of it. Like they, like that uh, just before... I can't remember what the paper was now. Just before All, all Out, I imagine. Yeah. The Ruby Riot versus Britt Boker, the promo thing that they did. Yes. Like that was really hot little promo segment that was something a little bit different on that show that we don't often get. And then that got shared around social media all over the place because it was a really, really good little promo battle between them. So maybe they need to mix it up by having good matches and then really hot in-ring segments and then leading into more matches because right now it's it's very wrestling heavy. But I also, I just like the one-hour format. And they've <laughs> shot themselves in their foot a little bit and we sort of know what to expect because we cover it and we preview it all the time. But if someone said to me, tonight we'll hear from CM Punk, I'm yeah. expecting CM Punk in the ring, and more often than not, whether it be Punk or Brian or whoever it may be, it's a 30-second vignette in it. And you're yeah. like, oh, that's a bit cheeky. And they did it with Brian, and it was just it was just a tiny vignette within a larger video package. And I was like, mm, it's not quite right, that, is it? <laughs> but I could also imagine, like you say, in terms of burnout, Considering that main event, which was, you know, enjoyable, like I said, divisive, but enjoyable. Andy Murray didn't like it. Sidge did. Hamflet was sort of, you know, on the fence amongst it all. Actually, no, he really quite enjoyed it. But, you know, <laughs> it was it was divisive amongst social media for it all. So you have that. You've already had the punk match at the start of the night. There's a load of other, uh, other wild stuff, obviously, on Dynamite. Then you have a small break. You're already, what, three hours, four hours into a show at that point. Yeah. And then you come back and it's Brian Danielson versus bloody Eddie Kingston, who I've, no spoilers, I've no idea what happens in this match, yeah, but I'd anticipate they kick the crap out of each <laughs> <Yes>. other. <laughs> so I can imagine people going, oof, you know what, the babysitter or, you know, traffic. Like you say, it's, yeah, it's, it's understandable. Tough. It'd be intriguing to see how they change things up going forward. Uh, we have to talk about the elephant in the room here, Phil, and that is the sad... Temporary, for now, one hopes, demise of Ring of Honor. Um, devastating news. We got this when we were sitting in the pub on Wednesday night, and it sort of really changed the mood of it all because, you know, we know people. We've had many, many of that roster in ROH work with us in WCPW and Defiant Wrestling. There's so many talented people there. In a weird way, I said this on the news, it's sort of morbidly exciting because yeah. you're like, I mean, Andy was like, oh, my God, Jonathan Gresham could become all elite. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, Joe Hendry is so talented. Joe Hendry. You've got the Briscoes. You know, the list goes on and on and on. We're not going to have time to go through all of that Ring of Honor roster at all. But devastating news. They are, you know, paying the wrestlers up toward, up until the end of the year. Then they're saying that everyone's going to be released, and then they're going to refresh and then come back again in April. I'm really concerned, though, about all this. Yeah, absolutely. I think... Something with Rung of Honor has been a long time coming. Um, it's just sad that it's kind of happened this way. Although, like, a small part of me kind of respects the decision and the way they've gone about it yeah, and, yeah. like, what it could lead to going forward. Because they've done... Because you went like, to the Supercard, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. It was really, really good. But in terms of having to release your entire roster, like, at least they've given them quite a lot of warning. They've given all the fans a quite a lot of warning. They've said, like, hey, we'll pay you up to the end of the year. This is going to be the last show, and then we'll be setting and going forward from this point. Like, they've been very open and honest mm. about this process. 
um, and given the wrestlers sort of every chance in the world to try and find somewhere else. I mean, obviously not all of them can be picked up by somewhere major, but like you say, like uh, the Briscoes ending up in AEW is a, that's quite an exciting little prospect. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's also... I like the Briscoes in WWE being forced to do scripted promos. <laughs> they just end up like the Bludgeon Brothers. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you've got to, like, you've got to put pretty much the entirety of the blame on this on the elite's shoulders, really. Yeah. If you're going back to when Ring of Honor was massively hot, they were selling out. This is the place that brought us Punk, Brian, yeah. Samoa Joe. I mean, I could go they on and on They just kept on. They were on a rise and rise and rise and rise to the point where them um, teaming up with New Japan, selling out Madison Square Garden um, with a sort of co-Ring of Honor stroke New Japan card that we were at and was absolutely incredible. And then, but because the elite was so hot, not only in New Japan, in Ring of Honor as well, and then All In happened... And then they formed, and then they savaged Ring of Honor's roster, really. They took absolutely all of their friends yeah. with them to AEW and left them a pittance of what they were at one point. All of a sudden, just all of their top guys were gone. The reason that everybody was coming to all of those Ring of Honor shows and why they were selling out massive buildings was gone. Mm. And from there, they've had a really tough time, and I don't think they've managed to capture any of the former magic that they really had. Um, despite the lack of trying. No, I mean, like you say, I, I hear you know people talk about some of the incredible talent. We've mentioned their names there on that roster. But uh, as much as I do this for a job, there's only so much wrestling I can consume in yeah. a week. And, and I'll hold my hands up and say that I haven't watched anywhere near as much Ring of Honor as I used to many, many years ago no. when you'd be told you need to catch this and this guy is going to be huge. And then you just... It was basically cool, so... When's he going to go to WWE sort of thing when they, <laughs> yeah. when they rose up through Ring of Honor? It's just such a shame, like you say. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying this is the end, but it's a very worrying time for those three letters. And, yeah, what a legacy that, that place has. Yeah, absolutely. I do hope they manage to find their feet and figure out what they're doing. Um, it's Yeah, it's a tough one, but they're just going to have to completely reset, rethink what they're doing, maybe think of a different way of presenting their style or some new faces that they can focus on and try and get hot again because they were star makers for quite a long time there mm. like you say like with Samoa Joe CM Punk Daniel Bryan like all the people that have come out of there Cesaro like Chris Hero um, all of the elite every single one of them <laughs> uh, like so many many of the latest stars have come through that system um, and now like most of the new wrestlers getting into wrestling now will look back on Ring of Honor and the glory days, re like revering the people that they used to watch there, like the CM Punks and the Daniel Bryans and AJ Styles and all of this lot. So it's, I, d I don't know how they get back there or if they can mm -hmm. with it, because it's a very different wrestling landscape now with AEW about. Um, but I, yeah, I hope they manage to find something that works for them. Best of luck to them. And in the meantime, I think the only thing I've said, and I said this on the news, is just... Go out there and support your favorite wrestlers. Yeah. You know, I know we said this a lot in COVID and what have you, but particularly now, like you say, with this impending release for, for all these wrestlers, as much as, oh, well, at least they're getting paid to the end of the year, which is great news. And some people, I think, if they've got contracts that extend beyond this year are getting covered till yeah. maybe like March, I think I want to say, of, of next year. It's still, you know, leaving a lot of these guys with this question mark of where's my next paycheck in terms of wrestling coming from. So... Go and support your favorite wrestlers, whether that be uh, going to watch them or buying their merch or whatever it you know can be. Because you know we often talk, obviously, about just WWE and AEW being the two big wrestling companies that we cover. Uh, we would cover New Japan more if we weren't. If they let us. <laughs> we're concerned about destroying our entire YouTube channel. Um, but without these, and I don't mean to diminish them by any means, but without these other promotions that potentially feed into yeah. into the big, big ones, um, we wouldn't have a business, would we, really? Yeah, absolutely. It's a sad one. It's sad because, yeah, I've been to a few Ring of Honor shows in the past as well, like Supercards and things, River WrestleMania weekend, and they've mm -hmm. all been fantastic shows. They've always really, really good shows, Ring of Honor. Um, and as well, go back and get your Ring of Honor uh, on a club subscription or something and go yeah. back and watch some of the glory days because there is some tremendous oh. stuff in there. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Sticking with a former Ring of Honor uh, performer, Tyler Black, now Seth Rollins. He is the new number one contender for the WWE Championship following Raw this week. He won that wild ladder match on Monday night. Now, obviously, he's coming off the back of a loss uh, at Crown Jewel in a brilliant Hell in a Cell match. Gone back and watched and enjoyed all over again, particularly that bump that you and I Really enjoyed uh, last Thursday night. What do you reckon to this? Seth Rollins being in one contender. I feel like the dynamic, I, I really like this. I don't know how it's going to work with obviously Survivor Series being, what, three weeks away or whatever it is. Yeah. But the dynamic of, I mean, you couldn't get more babyface than Big E in my eyes. And yeah. then just this git on the opposite side, swaggering down and talking about being a former champion and uh, just cocky little bastard that he is. I really like this. I've got to give credit to, to WWE and particularly Monday Night Raw for, for this call. What do you reckon? Yeah, I'm with you on this one. I was pitching before Crown Jewel. Like, my pitch for that match was to actually have Seth Rollins win that and then go on to face Big E and lose to Big E. But we've got to got to get that out there. Yeah. Uh, but to be the next challenger for Big E. Um, obviously, he didn't win it, but I think it still works him going into this because it's been a huge program. But just he's rehabilitated his character so much recently, Seth Rollins. And I think the sort of heel work that he's doing now is probably some of the best he's ever done, um, at least for a long time. And like that against the ultimate and ultimate baby faces, like you say, in Big E just works really well. They'll mm. both have really good promos, I think. I think Big E will play off his kind of slightly insane, arrogant character really, really well. Um, and then the match itself as well, I'm really, really intrigued by. I don't think, have we ever seen Seth versus Big E? Maybe in some sort of tag scenario. Yeah, but I don't know if they've ever done a one-on-one or anything. No, There's nothing that I can remember. Not. At least even if it, like, it might have been a throwaway match on more or something. But like, this is actually like an interesting and new program, which WWE oh, desperately needs new matches. Such a bloody huge roster, and they keep going back to fucking Happy Corbin versus <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura like we didn't see that for six months of this year. But... Do you think this means that we are getting two title matches at Survivor Series? So rather than, I mean, like you say, I think there's a, I think it's far more interesting for the time being to have a whether it be Becky and Charlotte or Sasha and Bianca or a variation of those. Yeah, I like that as a brand versus brand, and we've you know talked till the cows come home about how you can fix Survivor Series and make it interesting with that, rather than just being red versus blue and until the night after when it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. But do you think on the men's side of things, we're going to see two title matches? It does seem like it's heading that way, which is kind of interesting. I'd be up for them mixing up the brand warfare thing a little bit because just having that throughout the night and just that being the thing has been played out quite a lot mm. and never really works that well. But to actually get some proper feuds going into it, I think it'd be 
much more interesting and much more sellable in terms of the pay-per-view as well. Like if you're selling a hot feud between Biggie and Seth Rollins and a hot feud between Roman and Drew or whatever, um, that's way more sellable for a pay-per-view, surely. Like Brock Lesnar's suspension, by the way, now, now before I forget to mention it, was oh, yeah. so good on SmackDown. <laughs> Murdering yeah. Postman Pierce and, yeah, Roman running like, I think the phrase is, a scolded dog. Yep. And then, you know, you're just waiting for the rumble and whatever he does in that. And then WrestleMania time, baby. And we're back again. Um, but, yeah, I'm into this as terms of Survivor Series. I think it's do your brand warfare stuff. That's fine. Do a five on five or versus SmackDown or whatever. Um, but, like, let's have, have some actual feuds, something that we can actually invest in <laughs> to top the card. Uh, before we get to this week's hashtag bloody good quiz, Phil, uh, today is a very important day. Today's the day that Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda, whatever you want to call him, yeah. Husky Harris, his 90-day uh, non-compete clause with WWE expires. We've speculated on this a whole lot, but normally we sit here and talk, is he going to go to AEW? Is he going to go to Impact? Is he just going to you know, keep himself busy and then maybe return to WWE with a big fanfare later down the line, like potentially Braun Strowman could as well. Mm -hmm. But a fascinating story coming out today about him potentially going to Hollywood. What do you reckon? He's a creative mind without question. Do you think that could be an avenue open to him? Or do you think this is just more social media rumor and innuendo? I really don't know what to think about this one. Like he's got kind of obvious links, I guess, in terms of how much effort he puts into his characters and things like that. And they've all been very, very different throughout the years. And he's definitely got the ability there um, in terms of Hollywood. Um, but I think just everyone just kind of expected him to go into, like, that was never on anyone's radar from the very beginning, no. was it? Like, oh, maybe he won't go back to wrestling and maybe he'll turn up in movies or something. Um, but I, I don't know. He's definitely got the skills. He's got the creativity. I think he can do anything he puts his mind to in terms of character work. I think it'd be an interesting one. But then what... What roles does he do? Does he become a horror guy? Do, does he? Do you see him in like some weird high school comedy like Triple H tried? Oh my god! <laughs> Wyndham Rotunda <laughs> is a school bus driver. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what you'd cast him in, but yeah, I mean, there's a there's a well trodden path. I mean, you think of, my mind automatically goes to like Roddy Piper for being like, yeah. Damn, he's a, that was a <laughs> hell of a transition he made. You know, I know we've had a lot more subsequent to that, but that was... You're talking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia, right? Of course, <laughs> yes. Um, and I don't know, I, I'm umming and ahhing about this because there's, a, there's a, a large part of me that does want to see, you know, what happens with him in another promotion. And is it... You know, I don't even necessarily need the shoot interview with him saying, oh, actually, all those crap things that they made The Fiend do or whatever it may be, yeah. that was none of my decision. That was the senile old man upstairs. Yeah. Or, on the opposite side, if he gets more free reign, is it going to go more off the rails or <laughs> how's it going to work? We talked about this ad infinitum. I think you know he would be a great get for AEW because AEW tends to do pretty well with whoever they get eventually. They've yeah. you know been a bit iffy. Arguably, they're still at all with whatever else is going on with Malachi Black and Cody Rhodes right now. Yeah, and Andrade too, aside from the pack match. Which yeah. Is bloody incredible. You've got <laughs> people like Miro that they've just really knocked out of the park with and gone, oh, that's what you can do if you really work with someone and, and get yeah. correct. But they've fumbled that initially with the best man bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he'd be great there, but I think we always come back to the fact that uh, Impact Wrestling, oh, by the way, Shout out to Moose, new world champion. Yes. Massive congrats to him. So happy for him and Moose. a certain female tag team Moose. following Bound for Glory. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like Impact, oh, we'll, we all just come back to hear this, don't we? That it's going to be the best place for him creatively, probably. Yeah, easy in with the spooky stuff. I think you're right, though. Like The biggest part of me that like wants to see what he does in the future is definitely in wrestling. Whether it's going to be good or whether it's going to be bad, I just want to put to rest... Any any situation or any speculation over w what made the Bray Wyatt character go fully off the rails in WWE? Was it Vince? I mean, probably. Or was it him <laughs> himself pushing it too far? Like the rumors of him being hard to work with, is that just because Vince wanted him to do one thing and he was like, no, Vince, that's crap, which is quite also quite possible. Um, but to have him have creative free reign in a company and just see what happens, mm. I think is just absolutely fascinating to me. And whether it's a Fiend thing or whether it's, 
like a cult leader or whether it's something completely brand new mm. that he's not even done before, which I think is probably more likely maybe. Like I think he'd just want a firm reset. Unless yeah, you really don't want a watered down on... version and people going, oh, that's a bit like this. Yeah. So just something completely new. But whatever it is, I'd rather see that in wrestling than in Hollywood, 100%. It's, it's going to be a variation of culty, let's be honest. Yeah. But nevertheless. Something dark, something weird. But what that is, nobody knows. No. Well, let us know Not your men. thoughts. Yeah, let us know your thoughts on that and everything we've discussed on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. And before we get to the hashtag bloody good quiz, don't forget you can get yourselves on 12 delicious craft beers for Survivor Series, or as we're calling it, Survivor Beeries, courtesy of our friends at Top Rope Brewing. Uh, you know what these guys are. We've been working with them for ages. You often see us drinking them. We, we were drinking them on the stream uh, for Crown Jewel last week, me and Phil. Uh, delicious craft beers, absolute bargain. 12 of them for 45 quid. Um, you know that they are, you know, passionate fans of wrestling. They've been going for five years. This is the reason why they are celebrating it with Survivor Beeries. And we're doing this whole top rope versus what culture thing. So get involved. Go and check that out. Uh, and if you use the code here's why at checkout, you get free delivery. Once again, apologies to our American listeners uh, or any listeners outside of the UK. This is not applicable for you. We are working on it, though. Yes, any and American if you are some kind of brewery that want to get in touch, let us know. You know what to do. But yes, make sure you go and check that out because uh, the guys at Top Rope Brewing are great and their beers are delicious. And yeah, if you order them now, you'll get them well in time for Survivor Series, which... I can't believe it's only three weeks away. Yeah, something like that. And full gear's two weeks. It's very busy. (laughs) It's a bit of a lie down. I'm kind of glad there's no TLC. I think I've decided. Anyway. No rest. More quizzes next week. More. (laughs) Uh, Right. Enough of all this. It's now time for a bloody good quiz. And this week's quiz is brought to you by Mike. Pelosi. Great story behind this one, by the way. Thank you to Mike uh, for emailing me. And as I should say, we're putting out, we are now joined. Oh, God. What's left? By patient zero, Adam Cleary. We told the story at the start of this pod, by the way, that we are the three bloody hardest working guys here at What Culture. And it's been a long old week of quizzes, but it's been more than worth it. And, uh, and I mentioned that you are working on our new books that are going to be coming out, available to re- pre-order now, as I said, uh, whatculture.bigcartel.com. But I said, this quiz is brought to you by Mike Pelosi. I got an email from Mike uh, on Sunday night, Cleary, uh-huh. saying, Hi, Adam. I listened to What Culture podcast for a long time. I'm a big fan of the work you and the whole team do. Adam Cleary jokingly suggested I put a bet... on a joke. On a red card in the Man United game earlier today, last weekend, Phil, it was Man United versus Liverpool. Final score, Liverpool 5, Manchester United nil, and Paul Pogba got sent off for Man United. Hell of a shout by Adam Cleary. Uh, so Mike continues, his infinite wisdom and deft foresight resulted in a minor profit. Please enjoy said profit in the form of biscuits and chocolate during the next WrestleCulture podcast. <laughs> They'll be delivered on Tuesday in your name. All the best, Mike Pelosi. Mike, I can tell you... We are enjoying them right now. We've got, uh, we've got enough to feed the entire office. Yeah, but yeah, I'm it's not, ridiculous. Oh, no, it's I'm amazing. I love it. We're not going to be telling them about that. So <laughs> no snitches, please. Uh, we're just going to be enjoying these. Um, if you want to associate your name with hashtag Blue Good Quiz, send us food. Uh, or you can leave us a five-star review <laughs> Mainly on, the food thing. on <laughs> iTunes. Or a bit of both. A bit, <laughs> oh, bit of both. Yeah, bit that both. works too. Haven't uh, had good fan art in a while. Haven't had good slash fit yeah, in a while. Not. Yeah, people bother, bother their ass with that. So, uh, can you guess, after this crazy week, Adam Cleary, what this week's quiz is all about? Wrestling? I don't know. It's about Bianca Belair. All right. How are you thinking? Why is that? Well, uh, because the lovely Wes, who sends me lots of quizzes, sent me a Bianca Belair quiz, and I haven't had time to write one for myself. So, I'll just just admit it. I'll just admit, this week, I'm all quizzed out. I've quizzed myself stupid, so... We're just going to do a Bianca Quizzed Belair. all over the place. Uh, quizzed all over everything. <laughs> quizzed yourself. I've quizzed my pants. <laughs> so we're just going to do a Bianca Belair quiz, and then we can all go to the pub, okay? Deal. Are you actually coming, eh? I'm going to come, yeah, yeah. Hey. Okay, so, usual rules. Take You're just question. saying that on the podcast to sound cool. No. Yay! <laughs> well, uh, where are we going? Well, just a quick question. Which pub are we going to? We need to go next door, or we can... Well, if we're not going next door, I'm not coming. Okay, oh, we're, we're going next door. Next door. Okay, okay. I want to meet Steve we're the Dog. We're going to the Halloween Grotto. Okay. <laughs> I want to see Steve the Dog and go to the Halloween Grotto that takes up... About, honestly, it's about a third of the pub, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, right, anyway. 
So, thank you to Wes for sending me this quiz uh, all about Bianca Belair. Usual rules, 10 questions, multiple choice, shouting name. Wait for me to come to you. And remember, it's not just for fun, it's for biscuits. <laughs> it's okay. all the more important now. Right, okay. Question number one, all about Bianca Belair. The WWE PC YouTube channel chronicles various NXT stars and their rise and even shows aspects of their personal lives. Which of these parts of Bianca's life are not on WWE PC? Quick reminder, if any of these questions are wrong, it's not my fault. Okay, <laughs> is it A, Bianca's first takeover against Shayna Baszler? Is it B, Bianca and Montez's Ford's wedding? Is it C, Bianca creating her ring gear? Or is it D, Bianca's college graduation? Which of those is not on the WWE PC YouTube channel? That's a good question. That is a good question. I'm going to say it's a college graduation. No, dear, that's wrong. What speaker is that coming to? I don't know, right? Uh, What were the other ones? They Uh, all sound legit, them. They all sound legit. First takeover against Shayna Baszler, a wedding to Montez Ford, or her creating her ring gear? Maybe the wedding one. Maybe. They all definitely seem legit. Ring gear is such easy content. When did they get married? Well, it wasn't that long ago, was it? I'm going to go with the wedding. No, I mean, Ross them. Yay! Yay! Good work, Phil. Okay, 1-0 to Phil. Question number two. Uh, Bianca Belair was a star athlete in three different colleges. True. Though most, <laughs> noted, most recognizably, the University of Tennessee. Are you from Tennessee, Cleary? Yes. Because you're the only 10 I see. And, and, you, Phil, and you as well. Thanks. Uh, what was her sport? Phil's a weird ape. <laughs> what was her sport in college? Was it powerlifting, track and field, soccer, or basketball? Bill, track and field. Yay! She did hurdles in a WWE video, didn't she? Loves a bit of a hurdle. That obstacle course, which may pop up later on. Mm. Question number three. Uh, Bianca is known to constantly sew her own ring gear. NXT TakeOver Portland... What message was draped across her back prior to her match against Rhea Ripley? Is it A, become great before they know it? Is it B, silence the doubters? Is it C, remember why you came? Or is it D, black history in the making? Adam, Bill. I, I think it's black history in the making. Yay! Yeah. Work. Okay, question. I thought that because A, I could vaguely remember it. I, you, you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I could vaguely remember it, but also I thought if I was coming up with multiple choice before, I wouldn't put that in as a fake answer. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> because that's a very weird thing to do. Okay, question four. Two on to Phil. At the 2021 Royal Rumble, which she won, at which number did Bianca Belair Three. enter? Ooh. Is it 3, 5, 7, or 9? Out of 9. No, dear, that's wrong. Oh, Phil. Uh, obviously, three, five, seven. Or nine. Or nine. <laughs> you can't have nine. Five. No, dear, that's uh, wrong. Three. three. Number three. three. Number three, apparently. I genuinely cannot remember. And that was I the start was of this early, year. But that was all. I didn't think it was that early. Uh, okay, question five. Still two on to fill. In a moment reminiscent of Kanye West at the Grammys, Bianca Belair interrupted a match between Sarah Green and Caden Carter to challenge Charlotte Flair. But which male superstar once interrupted her match against Nikki Cross? Was it Montez Ford, Alistair Black, Finn Balor, or Tommaso Ciampa? Oh, Match against who? Nikki Cross. Who wants to play with Nikki? Montez Ford, Alistair Black, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa. Phil, I know he did something. I don't know whether it is actually this. I'll go with Montez Ford. No, dear, that's wrong. I'm sure. I'm going to have to think you with the three left, and I'm sure it's one of two. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it's either Champ or a Black. I can vaguely remember this. And I can just see some sort of, like, scowling, poorly kept, like, white man. <laughs> you know down. what I mean? It's either, it's either champ or a black. Just some sweaty goth, wasn't it? I can't remember which one. I'll say, uh, say champ. 
No, dear, that's wrong. It wasn't either of them, was it? It was black. Oh, uh, was it black? I knew it was it black. It was when he was searching for his attacker and uh, Nikki secretly witnessed some stuff and blah, oh, blah, God. blah. Yeah. Uh, so still 2-1 to Phil after the is halfway. Is magic stars away from a magic star, <laughs> I'll have some magic stars. There you go. Uh, question number six. During the obstacle course, Bailey challenged Bianca 2 on SmackDown. Which of these was one of the trials? Was one. Was one. Okay. Carrying Otis the length... Adam carrying Otis the length of the... Yay! The... That was easy. Yeah, that was. Yeah. <laughs> it was Chad, Bailey carried Chad Gable, and then they went, ooh, no, 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 and she still absolutely smashed it. Yeah. It's not as good as when Bobby Lashley did it, but it was damn close. Bobby Lashley against Sami Zayn was ridiculous. It was like, okay, I realize that they're just doing this because Vince likes this sort of thing, but oh, my God, Bobby Lashley. <laughs> also a member of American Top Team, so he could be picked for that 5 on 5 match at full gear. Just you to point never out. know. Uh, okay, two each. Question seven now. Who... Or what does Bianca Belair credit for the idea of using her hair as a whip? Is it her mother, her trainer Sarah Amato, better known as Sarah Del Rey? Is it C, a Pantene Pro V commercial? <laughs> or is it D, Montez Ford? Ooh. Ooh. I Montez had Ford. in my head. Montez Ford been an incorrect answer. In several of these rounds so far, hasn't he? <laughs> yes. He's been bait a few times. Phil, for some reason I thought it was like a niece or something, so I'll go her mother instead. No, dear, that's wrong. I will go Montez for then in that case. You can't use them that many times and always be wrong. He's got to be an answer sooner or later. Wes, welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> He's in your head now. That's it. That's how you do it. You can't never get him out. What's that, 3 2? Yeah. Okay. To me? Yes. To you? I haven't won a to quiz. To me? I've, I've, oh, God, I haven't won a quiz since we did all those quizzes in the office <laughs> the other day. And I dominated. I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> what were we doing? As you were talking, I took a mouthful of magic oh, stars. Yeah. During? Hmm. Got more stars in his mouth than Dave Meltzer. <laughs> Quite the accusation. <laughs> During his WWE Chronicle documentary... <laughs> Bianca was discovered. Remember that time I sent Dave Meltzer those uh, brownies covered in Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, hey, they're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> During her WWE Chronicle documentary, Bianca was discovered doing CrossFit and contacted to try out for WWE by whom? You want to say Lauren Aitis, don't you? Is it Mark Henry? Adam, Mark Henry. Yay! I knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> Good work. Okay, two questions to go, Phil. Ooh, we can do this. And because someone else has actually written this quiz, there is a tiebreaker if we hey. need it. Question nine. During her very first Royal Rumble, how many eliminations did Bianca Belair... Oh, I this is so fear great. I've ruined this. Absolutely. Seven. No, oh, dear, that's wrong. I wanted you to get that. What are the options be? Five, six, seven, or eight. Oh, the old steps answers, is it? Okay. <laughs> uh, Adam? Six. No, dear, that's eight. wrong. My lucky number is number eight. Why is eight your lucky number? Because <sighs> of my date of birth. That's not... What's, what? Eight. Eight. Eighty-eight. Yeah, but that's not... That's not, What's lucky about it? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was seven. I thought her and Shana got the same. Oh, hey, man, I didn't wrong. write this quiz. <laughs> I have no idea. I might be completely wrong. I probably am. Let's face it. But what, what other things have happened that's lucky with eight with you? Me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've got, yeah, got nothing like else. You've got nothing have you? It's, either, it's my second favourite day after the 6th of July, which, of course, is because it's my wedding anniversary. It's my birthday. Bill's birthday, yeah. My wedding my anniversary. My birthday. <laughs> I'm commandeered, Phil. <laughs> You're not having it. Okay, final question. As the only person who did both your wedding and Phil's birthday in one day. Careful. <laughs> that was it. Was okay. Are <laughs> you going on a train ride? I did also go on a train ride twice it? there and back. What was it like? Train ride was sensational. Was it like a weird... Train ride was a little sec- magic train. Train ride was the second best part of the day. Magic train was amazing. What was the... I'm not going to ask that, actually. Oh, question. Well, it was the laser quest, obviously. Question 10. <laughs> During a six-person tag... Think you're, you're going to have a wedding that's better than going to laser quest, do you? <laughs> During a six-person tag match against Ziggler, Bobby Roode, and Bailey, whom did Bianca hair whip? Sorry, sorry I'm going to have to ask you to start the question again because I was thinking about the trainers. 
was the best train. During a six-person... It's so small! It was so it's small! We had a little conductor. During a six-person <laughs> tag match against Ziggler, Rude, and Bailey, whom did Bianca hair whip? Is it Ziggler, Adam Rude? Rude. Let me get to the an- options, okay. okay? I'll come back to you, because there's a good final option. Okay, okay. Ziggler, yeah. Rude, Bailey... Or referee Charles Burton. Or option D, whip them all, whip them good. I don't care you buzzed in, apologies. Oh, come on, whip them all, whip them good, then in that case. No, dear, that's oh, cool. Is it rude? Fail, I'll have rude. I want it rude. Okay, I'll have rude. I don't think it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> whip them all, whip them good. Do you want the tiebreaker? Just yeah, why not? Just, just for fun. fun. Just for fun. Um, Bianca always removes her jacket before her matches, but if she gets an in, into an impromptu fight, she always removes a different accessory. What is it? Oh, Sorry, yeah, he had a thinking face on. I'm that what's eating all of the magic stars. I asked for them not to come back. Yes, apologies. Earrings. Yeah, good shout. Is the correct answer, but nevertheless, regardless of that. Phil Chambers, commiserations. You don't have any more magic stars, okay? Yeah, you um, can have some more. You I was going to throw this one into Cleary's mouth. Oh, go on. Let's see if we can. And if you did, and then I'll Definitely hit the, the outro. You ready? Okay, here right. we go. Wait a second. Uh, let me just get a, get a bit of air on the track. Yeah, okay, and I'll, 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 will not say what happened. I'll do it in, uh, in music form. Okay? Okay, okay. Before you do it, let's just have a moment. And God bless the United States. Okay, ready when you are, Phil. Here we go. Three, two, one. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Went up my nose. <laughs> and on that note, Wrestle Culture is done for another week. Congratulations to Adam Cleary, who won this week's quiz. And you can follow on Twitter at, at Adam Cleary, C L E R Y. You can follow Phil Chambers at Phil My Chambers. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCulture WWE and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Of course, we'll be back on Monday to review SmackDown and AEW Rampage. Once again, thanks to Wes for writing this week's quiz and thanks to Mike Pelosi for all of these delicious wrestling thank treats. You, thank you, Mike Pelosi, and thank you, Paul Pogba, for getting sent off. Thank you for joining us, though. It's been a hectic week this week. Lots of quizzes coming your way next week. But for now, this has been WrestleCulture. My thanks to Cleary, to Phil, to you for joining us. And we will see you soon. WrestleCulture is recorded in front of a live studio audience.